Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, a fun Father's Day weekend as well. Gang's all here ready to go on this Monday, and you can be part of the program. You can dial us up. Operator Tyler standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock, our streaming partner. Thank you. If you uh, haven't downloaded the app, please do so. Also, our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio. We'll have a play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all that forthcoming. Your phone calls, always welcome. Best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked and you didn't like. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. In this hour of the Dan Patrick Show, brought to you by Discover Credit Cards. They do something really awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Everything doubled. Cash back from trips and restaurants. You can see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. If a major can sound casual, feel casual, the U.S. Open at LACC certainly accomplished that. And I'm not going to blame this on... The Los Angeles part of this, the Los Angeles crowds, uh, the USGA decided they wanted to limit the number of spectators that were going to be there at L.A. Country Club. And it felt casual. It lacked the atmosphere. You know, the previous year in Massachusetts, that had atmosphere there. And you did have a wonderful tournament, and that is a spectacular golf course. But I think the Los Angeles Country Club and the USGA probably purposely wanted to keep those crowds down to 20,000 as opposed to 40,000. And watching the atmosphere or lack thereof, I think the largest or the loudest uh, ovation I heard when Matthew Fitzpatrick had a hole-in-one earlier in the week. That was about it. And then heading down the stretch, you had some great moments. It was really tense, and Wyndham Clark holds off Rory McIlroy to win the U.S. Open in Los Angeles. And, you know, we know how challenging golf can be. If you're a great player, you might win 15% of the time. Rory McIlroy has now gone 33 consecutive majors without winning another major. He won four before the age of 25. But he's still there. He's trending towards winning another major. And you watch him play, and I think you're surprised, at least I am, that he doesn't win more often. Nobody hits it farther than him. It feels like he has the most talent out there. But golf is so much between your ears. These guys all have talent. We know that. 
and then you start from there. How much talent you have, pretty much you've got a lot of guys who not hit it as far, but they may be better with their short game or putting or whatever it is. You kind of fill in the gray areas that you need there. Wyndham Clark did not back down at all. Went toe-to-toe. Best players in the world. And he was the better golfer from start to finish. But you keep... It almost felt like it was Rory being the story. And, oh, by the way, this Wyndham Clark guy's ruining it for us. Come on, what are you doing here? It's Father's Day weekend. You know, Rory's going to win. Or Ricky Fowler's going to win. How dare you ruin Father's Day weekend? And he didn't. He hit every great shot that you want a player, a champion to do. And that's what you want in these moments. I didn't want him to falter so Ricky could win or Rory could win. Those are great storylines, easily consumable, and you can spend a couple of days talking about that. Wyndham Clark proved that he had exactly what Rory or Ricky or John Rahm or Scotty Shaw, any of those golfers uh, have. And he proved it on a biggest stage. And not many people know about him. He was at Oklahoma State, then he went to Oregon, and uh, he won a couple of weeks ago, Wells Fargo. And you know what's interesting is, and they pointed this out on the broadcast, that when Rory won the U.S. Open the first time, he won at Wells Fargo, and then a couple of weeks later, he won the U.S. Open. So maybe big things are ahead for Wyndham Clark. All right, uh, Seaton, what's the poll question we have today? Let's see, Dan, we could go with, uh, this is a hot topic on social media. The name Wyndham Clark sounds like a <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Hotel chain? A law firm? <laughs> a consulting group? Oh. Okay. Wyndham Clark will figure that out. Uh, or an investment bank. Mm. You could put your money with Wyndham Clark. Okay. What's I, the return? I think I would change the spelling to W-I-N. Win. Yeah. Yo. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sitting on that one. I thought Dan Hicks might give that one to us you know, at the end of the U.S. Open. Maybe that's why I'm not doing U.S. Open coverage for okay. NBC. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes, Paul? It does seem like if you name your child Wyndham Clark, he's destined to be a golfer. It's almost like... Uh, Territorial rights. That man, that's a golfer and sounding name. Like Charles, what was that? Charles Howell the third. Charles Howell Jr. the third. Yeah, destined to golf. Yeah. Wyndham Clark maybe a little bit of a lacrosse vibe. Too. Yeah, could be. You could see him oh, dominating yeah. lacrosse. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You seen that Wyndham Clark guy at North Carolina? He is a great lacrosse player. <laughs> yes, Todd? It's desperately in need of a Roman numeral after it. It just seems like that we're forgetting something. Like four? Like yeah. Wyndham Clark? You can't just be Wyndham Clark. You have to have been uh, second, third, fourth, fifth in line. All right. We have uh, on Sunday, I was rooting for Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, or Rory McIlroy. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hope people were rooting for Wyndham Clark before it was... You know, too late where you're like, oh, God, I guess this guy's going to win. I have a hard time not rooting for Rory. I have a very hard time not rooting for him. I don't well, know if it's the Irish thing. I don't know if it's because oh, okay. he was nice. It was, I just I want the guy to win for some reason. He's one of the nicest people I think we've ever had on set. Yeah. That, and he does give you an answer. He does think about when you ask him a question, whether he's heard it five times or 500 times, he does give you a, a thought-provoking answer, and I always appreciate that. Uh, Ricky was sort of, you know, on, remember Andre Agassi? It, it was always style over substance, and then all of a sudden it became substance. It was about his hair, and he had these commercials. And, it, you know, Andre Agassi was a big thing, and then he became a great tennis player. Ricky Fowler was a thing. Now, he's a very good uh, golfer. He just hasn't won majors. So he was... 
sort of a a boy band type of golfer. Like, you got to see Ricky, and he's got flair. He wears the orange on Sunday, you know, for Oklahoma State. Got the hair, you know, the whole thing. And so there's part of you that you're like, okay, and he struggled the last couple of years. So you're rooting for that kind of story. Rory has everything you would ever want. But I do think with the live PGA Tour situation, he was the spokesperson for the PGA Tour. It felt like he was the one that was uh, doing the heavy lifting for the tour. But Rory became the face of the PGA Tour this year. And I think there's part of the crowd that was probably rooting for that. But Wyndham Clark, that's a great story. Uh, dropped out of school at Oklahoma State. His mother uh, died of breast cancer. Uh you know, he really struggled, I think, uh, figuring out who he was, what he wanted to do, and if he could be a great player. And then mentally, uh, I think that's what he worked on. And be, he's become a very, very good player. But it's rare when you you make the cut, and then you go on. The first time he made a cut in a major, he ends up winning the U.S. Open. That doesn't happen very often. And I was rooting for that course because they made it look easy, and whenever I came back from playing it, I'd be like, damn, that thing just ate me up. So you're watching them chew it up. And granted, they're professionals, and I'm some hack. But there's part of you that's like, gosh, you know, can't they double bogey something? Can't they hit something out of bounds? You know, can't they lose a ball? You know, all the things that we do. But it was, it's still great to see that course. It, it doesn't set up for large groups of spectators. It just doesn't. You know, they, they didn't have the infrastructure there to to make it, you know, sort of a sightseeing venture. Uh, you know, it's tight. You know, that's real estate in Los Angeles. But, you know, trying to be able to see, you know, have vantage points there, uh, it, it was difficult, I think. And then they're going to give the members their, you know, the, the passes, the tickets to be able to go to it, uh, so I think the you know like 9000 seats or tickets were available for regular fans. Well, we want regular fans to be there. I know the members, you know, it's their club, but you want an atmosphere, you want the atmosphere from the regular people who are going to go there. And that's what we missed uh this past weekend. Yes, Eden. we could put that that up as a poll question too. Did a, a smaller, quieter gallery affect you know how much you enjoyed the US Open? It didn't until there were big moments, and then you're waiting for the sound of a big moment, and it and it never came. And I kept thinking, wait, where's everybody? Mm. And and that's where I would have, you know, kind of turned up the volume a little bit. I would have played with the decibel levels as if I'm at a Colts uh, home game, and they're you know trying to ramp up the crowd noise in there. You know, you know, well, CBS was accused of putting birds in there you know, a few years ago at Augusta. I would have thrown in some. Did you hear the birds at the uh, Playboy Mansion? The the exotic birds that now it's under construction, but I don't know who's tending those peacocks that are there. Whoever, whatever birds they've got, but I could hear that and be like, "Kaka, kaka." <laughs> I'm going, yeah, I, I played that hole before. I remember hearing that, "Kaka, kaka." Yeah, Paul. This is L.A., though. They should have got some seat fillers, like like it's an Oscars <laughs> event. They needed people out there. They needed a couple of dudes with uh, uh, hats on backwards. They need some bros saying, get in the hole. Well, you had a few of those. I missed those. I missed the bros. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't. I never miss the get in the hole, bro. I don't miss Frisbees the get- flying around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, beach ball up in the air. But no, there wasn't. There, there. It, it just didn't have the atmosphere that you would hope that you would have. Certainly at in Los Angeles. And at a great golf course. Yes, he is. Isn't that a problem, though? I mean, 
like seriously, uh, for the PGA that that the U.S. Open was kind of a huh? Um, it feels like the wrong time to have a less than stellar major. Yeah, I I would think you want to celebrate the PGA Tour, and this is a big moment, and if uh, this merger is supposed to be great, like you you want to celebrate the game of golf. I don't know if LA was able to do that. And that's because of the venue then. Yeah. Well, the venue and the USGA. I, I don't know what came first if the country club said, hey, look, we don't want people trampling all over the place here. You know, it, it, this is a very private you know, golf course. This is why they haven't had an event there for you know, dec- 70 years. But I would have wanted atmosphere to celebrate the game of golf. And you had a big names on the leaderboard as well. Yes, Paulie. U.S. Open at Pinehurst next year. We'll be back to full speed ahead, if you know mm, what I mean. Okay. Do you want to play the Wyndham-Clark salary game before and after game? Mm, well, I know what he won yesterday. Right. And then he got the Wells Fargo, Okay, which is some nice stuff. So, career salary game. We're going to do before this month, since this month started. Okay. He's been on tour basically since late Wait a minute. Hold on, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Let it play. All righty. Wyndham Clark made $3.5 million yesterday. What did he make at Wells Fargo? Can't give you that. Oh, you can't. <laughs> before this month, okay. those two wins, he had never won on tour before in any fashion. Okay. So from 2017 to 2022, what did Wyndham Clark make? Let's go around the room quickly. <laughs> Todd? I'm going to say 1.35 mil. All right. Seton O'Connor. $1.2 million. Marvin? $2.4 million. All right. He actually did pretty well. He made $4.9 million. All right. He never, yeah. I was going to say $4.9 million. There you go. There you go. Uh, see? Yeah. Every year was like $1.2, $1.2. Nice, nice scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this month, he's made $6.5 million. That's good. There you go. Right. Cheer for Wyndham. All right, Wyndham. Wyndham Clark Jr. the third. Paying dividends. Yeah. Wyndham Clark. Hit the eight-digit club. Yeah, I like it. All well right. done, lad. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, the uh, Phoenix Suns had a big trade with the Washington Wizards. We'll discuss that coming up. Uh, any other poll question uh, suggestions there? Steve? We got a bunch of them, Dan, but not for this hour. Oh, oh, not for this hour. No, nah, no, nah, we're we're holding them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to go with? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I might go with like three of the ones we just uh, put up. I like sometimes I like to throw a bunch out there. Okay. Uh, Fritzy keeps sending me pictures of Ricky Fowler's wife saying, let's not feel too bad for Ricky. He'll be fine. He's doing well. He's popular. He's making plenty of money. And he's got the special someone waiting at home. So he's going to, you know, I can't shed too many tears for Ricky Fowler. Okay. That's all. What? Nothing changed. He didn't get married over the weekend. No. I mean, he, he's been a pretty fortunate guy. It's not like a big hard luck story. There are people <laughs> in much you know, dire situations in life. So you think when Ricky goes home, he's like, hey, it's okay, man. I didn't play well on Sunday. He'll be disappointed, and then uh, Allison will say it's okay. Then we move on. Uh, is that how it works for That's us? exactly how it when, works. When we lose the sports Emmy, we just go, hey, it's okay. Yes, yeah, Whenever I come home and I'm mad about something or, like, yeah, say we've lost the sports Emmy, I wouldn't really come home that upset about that. But 
uh, my wife will always be like, hey, listen, okay, it could be worse, whatever. And she would throw out all of these scenarios sometimes about what would actually be worse. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but babe, that doesn't mean that this doesn't suck right now. Yes, things could be worse, but this still sucks. Do you think Ricky says that? Where his, his wife is like, look, we have a, a, a beautiful baby, and look at me. We got all of this. We got money and happiness. And but then you want that moment where you want to just kind of complain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could have won the see... U.S. Open, you know? I understand what you're saying, but I was about to win the U.S. Open, and I blew it. But I'll he, talk to you later. Even in that moment, though, he seemed to be so gracious. Uh, like, if you see what he said to Wyndham Clark, yeah. you know, in that moment, he doesn't seem to have that, uh, I don't know, negative character flaw that people like myself have, where I'm like, I want to complain about things. He was, just seemed to be like, hey, all right, well, wasn't my day. Well, would, but would you rather have the approach of John Rahm, who it looks like it has ruined his life, when he doesn't play well. Or Ricky, who's, you know, just a gracious. I think he was happy to be playing really good golf and competing for a major. I think that that's, you want a trend. And and R- Rory is trending and uh, Ricky was trending. It just wasn't enough with uh, the way Wyndham Clark Jr. the third was playing. Yes, John? Or you're able to keep it together somehow on camera. And as soon as you're in an alone moment, <laughs> you just break down in tears and just like whine like a three-year-old. Yes, Paul. I, I can see Ricky Fowler going, how do I go from a, a, a 62 a couple days ago mm. to a 75? When if I, if, I, if I get a 69 yesterday, if host a 69, I got the U.S. Open. It's mine. That's all I needed. That's the game of golf, Paul. That's how they play it. That's why they play it. <laughs> That's the game of golf. Um, all right, let's take a break here. Phone calls are welcome. Tyler standing by. We'll settle on our poll question. And we're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. 
and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody, and a happy Father's Day, a belated one. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Got a few poll questions today. Spent a good portion of the first hour talking about the U.S. Open. Congrats to Wyndham Clark, the law firm of Wyndham Clark. He uh, laid down the law at LACC as he uh, survives with Ricky Fowler hot on his heels and uh, Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler. But he was the best golfer for four days, and he is your U.S. Open champ. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Poll question for hour two is going to be what? By the way, we are uh, going to get to more phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Yes, Eden. We could jump into a Father's Day poll question that Todd sent over, uh, because you know these are always more of a statement than a question. Mm, okay. But, uh, the T-O-double-D sent over, my Father's Day was more than I could have ever hoped for. That's very nice. <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> Perfectly uneventful, or spent longing for the old days before joining the DDC. Oh, the Dead Dad Club. Dead Dad's Club had a big weekend, by the way. Yeah. Big weekend. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Huge weekend, a lot of a lot of social media action. Okay, for uh, the Dead Dads Club. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Is it more than I could ever hope? For? I don't. I don't know if that's possible. More than I could ever hope for. Mm. It was just more special than you thought it was going to be. You kind of thought it was going to be a quiet. Oh, day. so if I had low expectations, yeah, that's the way. Then it exceeded. Then it exceeded yeah. your expectations. Yeah, then it exceeded significantly. Yeah, it exceeded my expectations. No expectations. Is- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, I didn't have any expectations. It was like, okay. Anything going on today? Eh, okay. Well, maybe the dog loves me. Come here, Winnie. <laughs> Anybody got any thoughts? Anybody? No? Okay. Anybody? Oh. Hello? Anybody <laughs> care about Father's Day? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We did. Well, we sat down for dinner last night, and uh, we went out, and my wife was going to order something. I said, go ahead, babe. It's your day. Oh, she was like, yeah, you know what? Because I am the one that made this happen. So you're right. It is my day. All right. Bloop. Bloop, Nailed it, babe. Bloop. Bloop. I check past. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. We did spend some time talking about the Phoenix Suns and the Washington Wizards. I guess I would give a temporary or hesitant... uh, Positive grade for the Phoenix Suns. You didn't give up much, but it 
feels like what you got you already had, and you're going to play for a defensive-minded coach in Frank Vogel, and I don't know if you have anybody who wants to play defense there. Um, don't have depth. You're going to need depth to beat Denver. But, all right. And Bradley Beal got out of Washington. You get to go to Phoenix. You get to play with a couple of Hall of Famers there. Uh, I don't know if Miami was all in on Bradley Beal. Seems like if you're going to pick up somebody or you're going to give up some of your pieces, you're going to want to get Dame Lillard. I still think that there's a, uh, I don't want to say a good chance, but a chance that Zion gets traded before, uh, well, after the draft, maybe. And I'm wondering, would would uh, Charlotte take Zion Williamson? Could you do that with the number two pick overall? Could you make something happen in a deal? And would that be a good thing for Charlotte to get Zion? Imagine you had uh, LaMelo Ball and you had Zion. That could be fun. Back in Carolina, I don't know. Here's the thing. If he goes to Carolina, he's probably bringing the problems he had in New Orleans with him to Carolina. I don't think he's going to go, no, I'm going to leave my L.A. work here in, in, uh, in New Orleans. I'm going to Carolina, and everything's going to be good again. Yes, Marv? All you remember, Dan, work travels. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But I'm wondering about that. If Victor Wambayama goes one, uh, does – Brandon Miller go two, and then Scoot Henderson go three to Portland. And if you're Dame Lillard, are you excited about that? Are you going to get somebody who would be interested in trading to get that third pick overall? And is Zion going to be used as a uh, a pawn to get one of these draft picks there? Like that, that's sort of what I find interesting here as we move forward leading up to the draft on Thursday. Uh, phone calls, we'll get to those. Best and worst of the weekend. By the way, I mentioned that my daughter was traveling through uh, Nebraska. A car broke down the other night, 2 in the morning. Officer there helped her out. Uh, DJ in Nebraska. Uh, I think I might have mispronounced uh, Gothenburg. Uh, hey, DJ. Hey, how we doing, Dan? Great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Gothenburg, actually. Well, I went and Googled it, and I said how to pronounce Gothenburg, Nebraska, and there was a woman who said Gothenburg. And it, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to go with that. But uh, you're saying it's Gothenburg. Yeah, it's Gothenburg. And if you look it up, they actually have a really, really nice public course there called Wild Horse Golf Course. All right. Well, DJ, thank you. And if you see Officer Carlson, I hope that's his name. I hope my daughter got that right. Uh, please tell him thank you for helping me. Carlson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we actually pronounce it Carlson. 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 Yes, Officer Carlson, not Carlson. So it's Gothenburg. It's Goth. It's wait. It's Gothenburg. Gothenburg. Yeah. Okay. Gothenburg. Yeah. I did Google it yesterday. I'm like, oh, if I'm going to say this on the, the show, I got to get it right. And the woman goes, Gothenburg. And I go, okay. It's not. But I found out. Okay. It's Gothenburg. Self a bad source there. Dan. Yeah. Yeah. But I uh, I did Google it, and uh, she she mispronounced the uh, the town there. I blame it on her. Uh, Sean in Florida. Hey, Sean. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Excuse my voice, getting over a little cold. Uh, I got a best and worst of the weekend. Okay. Uh, six foot, 215. All right. Uh, the, be- the best is watching the golf with my wife, even though we were rooting for Rory. Enjoyed it greatly, sitting on the couch with our little rescue dog between us. Loved watching <laughs> it. It was exciting. And the worst of the weekend, of course, is my Yankees pathetic lineup scoring three runs and getting nine hits in a double header. But the worst part of it was I had clipped, switched over to, from the golf 
to just watch the Yankees for a second to get a score. And I get Aaron Boone between innings get, talking to the reporter, and she asks him about how much they misjudge. And he says, well, we really, it's not about missing judge. We got enough guys capable to handle it. We really don't. He basically said that the Yankees don't miss Aaron Judge. Mm. Well, that's uh, that's your manager, Aaron Boone. Not a good weekend there. Uh, here is uh, Wyndham Clark after winning the tournament yesterday and uh, dedicated this to his mother, who passed away a few years ago from breast cancer. Um, you know, I just felt like my mom was watching over me today, and, um, you know, she can't be here, and, uh, miss you, Mom, and, um, but I, I just feel like I've worked so hard, and I've dreamed about this moment for so long, um, there's been so many times I've visualized being here in front of you guys and winning this championship, and I just feel like it was my time, and, um, you know, yeah, thank you. It felt like the the longer he was staying on top of the leaderboard, the more NBC was telling his story. Then you started to you know appreciate what he's accomplished, where he was, where he is now, and that he's holding off these marquee names. And it became a great story there. We did talk first hour about the lack of atmosphere, and it was almost by design by the USGA and maybe the LA Country Club, the infrastructure there. Uh, you know, parking, the number of people on the grounds there. You know, it's a private place. Obviously, it's a country club, so it's private, but uh, even more so at LACC. And it lacked the atmosphere that you would normally have. It wasn't like it was in Massachusetts last year for Matthew Fitzpatrick. You know, this this didn't have that. And, and you know, there there's a fine line of atmosphere and then over the top where it's just obnoxious. You know, you're looking for that. Let's capture the spirit here of a U.S. Open, uh, great venue, and it, it just felt casual. If, if a major can feel casual, and it did, at least on TV it did. Uh, yes, Paulie. Dan, I got an update on uh, the Gothenburg-Gothenburg situation. Okay. Uh, uh, the Gothenburg or Gothenburg Community Development Office, I just got off the phone with them because we want to go directly to the source. Yeah. It is uh, Gothenburg, Goth. In Berg, okay, Nebraska. It's Gothenburg in Sweden, oh, their sister city, okay, which may have been the confusion. Oh, you know so what? Gothenburg, because when I when I Googled it, maybe she was, maybe she just gave me Gothenburg, Sweden, yeah. and it's it's Goten, Goten in Sweden, okay, Gothenburg in okay. Nebraska, okay, American Korea relax now, okay, thank you, okay. Officer Carlson, meaning Carl's son, yeah, son of Carl. I don't know if that's his name. I just said to my daughter, I that. said, you rem- can you ask if there's an officer Carlson of course, in Gothenburg? Third call to them this morning, by the way. <laughs> and by the way, is there an officer <laughs> Carlson? <laughs> they have to be going, what is wrong with this guy? How many calls do you think they get in an average week? I'm, I'm going to be three deep by 9 a.m. I'm going to guess you're probably going to be the most calls today. Will be from you. Yes. <laughs> yes, Paul. Hey, Paul. Paul and Dan Patch will come back. I'm sorry. I know it's a holiday. Hey, Paul. Uh, working a holiday. Good for them. By the way, I did sneak in John Wick 4 on Sunday, Father's Day, because I think everybody realized that I just wanted to be left alone. And, uh, and I had watched the first three. And it's, you know, there's... Not an, all at once. Respect. No. Just, okay. Yeah. But but I did I, mean, I have watched all four uh, John Wick. Those are quality films. Those are uh, those are chapters. I believe they're chapter one, two, three, and four. But 
I don't know. How is John Wick? I'm trying to understand when he's delivering his lines. Yeah. But exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if it's Keanu Reeves or it's they that this is how they want John Wick to sound. Because there are not a lot of lines by, by John Wick. Because he would be asked a question and he'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I just thought it felt like everything was painful for him. Yeah. Hey, we need to go after those guys. We need to kill him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's essentially Keanu Reeves. But I didn't know. I, I was trying to remember back to one, two, and three if he, he sounded like that. Is this a departure from his acting in I don't, the first I three? don't know. And you know, I love Keanu Reeves. One of our favorite guests. He joined us in studio in New York years ago. And didn't come in with an entourage, nothing. He was just awesome. A fella can wear a suit. I'll he tell you looked that. like he was 35 Holy and he was 50. Moly. But I didn't know if this is, was I missing something with John Wick with the previous chapters? Yeah. <laughs> is there a chance that it's almost like on purpose, like it's a little. That's why I, I wasn't sure if you guys ever he, picked up on that. He is a, a guy who's just killing people all over the place. Yes, he is. Yes, yes, Seton. I got, you know, I haven't seen four yet. Um, I don't want to spoil it. I've, I've seen one, two, and three, yeah. and I love them. Okay. I don't know that I've ever looked into it more deeply than just face value. Okay. Dude just running around in a suit. Yeah. Running through yeah. a city. Yeah. And then uh, that's it. Like it becomes almost, not entertaining, laughable, that yes. he's killing so many people. Right. I don't know what the body count is. It's, of all four movies. Oh, want to go movie by movie? We could probably break that down. I'm going to guess it's got to be 250, sure. 300 maybe. John Wick Chapter 4 on Rotten Tomatoes, 94% positive reviews, okay. 93% from the audience. Okay. One of their best-reviewed films of the year. Films, I said, of the year. That's a, that's a film. Any chance Keanu Reeves is going the route, mm-hmm. and I don't know who did it first, of mm-hmm. Taken and Liam Neeson, like, give us everything we want, like just over-the-top, breathy, you know, yeah. I'm going to get you. It's exactly what you want in this type of movie, I think. You don't want to be soft. Well, he already lost his wife. That was a long time ago. Oh, boy. Spoiler. You know, Spoiler. Liam Neeson is always losing his kids or, you know, like somehow. You would never want Liam Neeson to watch your kids. <laughs> hey, uh, going to drop the kids off. Is that okay? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he calls you and he says that he's lost your kids. And then he says what, Todd? I will hunt you down, I will find you, and I will kill you. <laughs> I just, I kind of love, though, that this dude goes on a rampage, essentially because they, people killed his dog. Yeah, well, and his wife, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But maybe more importantly, his dog. Yeah, it feels like it's more about his dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe somebody can help me with this, because I, I, I wasn't quite sure how he was supposed to sound or how he sounded in previous movies of John Wick. I'm not sure why chapters. I think I think it's just a uh, let it be kind of. It just is what it is. <laughs> it's John Wick. It's Keanu Reeves as an actor. Let it soak over you and move on. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just is. Enjoy it. Just it, enjoy the neon lights. It's very very stylistic. Yes. Great hair. He's very. It, it's all visual, Dan. It is. It is extremely it's a, visual. It's not about the dialogue. Oh no no no! There's some words of wisdom thrown in there. Don't sell yourself short on that. Okay. My, There's some my apologies. real drops of wi- uh, wisdom in there. 
Yes, scrunchy face Todd. I don't know if it's passive aggressive on his part. It's certainly another payday for him, but maybe it's his way of telling Derek, we got to do another one of these. Wasn't three chapters enough? He's not Marge Simpson. Did that sound Marge Simpson? Yeah. yeah. How so, many of these do we have to do? Yes, Paul. Call me. Uh, I got the upcoming movie slash films by Liam Neeson, which I know you love the titles. Where? Quickly, before we break. Out for Blood. Cold Storage. Oh, Cold Storage oh. is so good. Is that is that the sequel? I'm not spoiling. Does it. he drive a truck? No, that was the snowplow. No, that's Ice Road Two: Road to the oh, Sky. Okay, Ice Road Two: Cold Storage is coming up. Thug, the Riker's Ghost. That sounds deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the land of saints and sinners, a little wordy for a yeah, yeah, movie. Usually three words. Then we get back to business with retribution. <laughs> okay. He plays Matt Turner. Anytime your your name is like Matt Turner. <laughs> Yeah. John Wilson. Somebody's in trouble. Someone's in a lot of trouble. <laughs> John Wilson's coming after you. Yes, Todd. Let's call it Saints and Sinners. Why do they have to go in the land of? That right. just ruins it. Okay. That's way too long. You're Good, right. Fair point. You're ruined. right. Ruined. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino And Rich Davis. And together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying flag on the play you've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much more to get you can get unique stickers you could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes there's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with i was always a uh, battleship guy you know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I, I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Chris Mannix covers the NBA. He's a senior reporter, writer for Sports Illustrated. And uh, let me get your thoughts on the Bradley Beal trade from Phoenix's perspective. On the surface, you get a player the caliber of Bradley Beal by giving up as little as they did. You would have to declare this a win. Um, You know, Bradley Beal, even though he's only played what 90 games over the last two years when he's right is still a 25 ish point per game score. So you get that from Phoenix's perspective, but when you start really looking at the fit, there are some red flags there. Uh, Phoenix now has a team that is led by three guys that like the mid range jump shot. You look at the number of mid range jump shots, Beal, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant uh, shoot. And it's a lot. Uh, they're, they're effective scorers, but they do shoot a lot of mid-range jump shots. And you start to wonder if Beal and Devin Booker are somewhat repetitive, if they overlap with their skill set. So you're not exactly sure how they fit. And you also look at this deal, and you are now, if you're Phoenix, you're now all in with this group like there's nobody I mean Devin Booker you could trade down the line because he's young enough and and people want him but you're not going to be able to trade Bradley Beal whose no trade clause comes with him to Phoenix Um, (laughs) Kevin Durant certainly could still be movable but not for anywhere near the yield that that they gave up to to get him Uh, this is your team for at least the next three or four years uh, and you're you're all in there's there's almost no way you can substantially improve this group uh, because you don't have draft picks and you don't have any kind of cap flexibility. That flexibility is going to go down in the years to come because the NBA, as you know, is going to make it, is making it a lot harder for teams to just free spend their way to success. So it's, it's a deal that, you know, on paper you argue makes the Suns better, but I, I don't look at them as being better than Denver right now, and that, that for the next couple of years is going to be the bar in the Western Conference. Yeah, I was curious about this, that you just added another scorer. They still have DeAndre eight, and they don't have depth, and you have a lot of guys who do the same thing. They don't have defenders there, and you're facing a team, and I use, uh, you know, I capitalize team with Denver 
that's a better all-around team. I don't know where Phoenix fits in now if we, you know, let's Golden State, are they better than Golden State? Are they better than the Lakers? Are they better than Memphis? I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Did they improve their team? It looks I different. Think, it, it looks different. It looks sexy, but I don't know. I don't know if, if they improved that much. I think they improved in part because it was more likely than not that Chris Paul wasn't going to be on the team anyway at the start of next season. Landry Shamit is a decent rotation player, but you give up a seventh or eighth man to get a guy like Bradley Beal. They didn't have to include a first round pick, largely because they don't have first round pick so a collection of seconds is not a steep price to play uh, to pay for Bradley Beal but look I I said I don't think they're better than Denver you can make the argument that if the Warriors bring that band back they're lesser than the Warriors they're lesser than the Sacramento Kings right now who I think will take a step forward uh next year and look when you're assessing Phoenix we're doing it right now assuming everything goes right health-wise that these guys will be on the floor for 60 65 games together it's just as likely that doesn't happen i mean beal's got his own history of injuries over the last four years has not played more than 60 games in any of those seasons kevin durant we know his injury history devin booker had an injury last year that kept him out of the lineup for a chunk of time so you're committing a hundred really a hundred plus million dollars to these three guys who may or may not be able to play the entirety of a season. Now, you mentioned DeAndre Aiden. That's the guy teams are watching over the next few days. Uh, I don't think that Phoenix can get equal value back in return for DeAndre Aiden, but they might be able to flip him for a couple of role players, you know, the kind of guys that would flesh out the roster and give them a little bit more depth, which they're sorely lacking at the moment. It, it would be tough. Like Frank Vogel has told me, like, he wants to coach DeAndre Aiden. If you look at Frank Vogel's team's that have had the most success, they have been anchored by a defensive-minded big. You know, whether that's Roy Hibbert in Indiana, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard during the championship season in Los Angeles. You know, Frank has a defensive strategy that kind of requires a player like DeAndre Ayton. But if the Suns can find a deal that would net them two or three valuable role players, that's a deal I think they'd strongly consider. Now, Washington side of this, it just feels like there's certain teams that are feeder teams to make other teams better. Washington, I think, went down that road with Bradley Beal, and they were basically stuck. Nobody cares about that franchise. No, There's no relevancy with them. Um, you know, it's like Charlotte or Orlando, where it's like, hey, we got a good player, and we're going to let him go. So what's the future of the Washington Wizards? I can't think of a more catastrophic finish to an era for a quote-unquote <laughs> star player than yeah. than Bradley Beal. I mean, they extended him, or they gave him a new contract, when everyone knew this was going to happen. Like, the idea that Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, and Kristaps Porzingis was going to be able to contend for anything was was just insane. I mean, everybody knew it. At the time, but the Wizards, for some reason, were just so hell-bent on becoming a playoff team, just a playoff team, that they're willing to give Bradley Beal $250 million and a no-trade clause to get him to stick around. Uh, and then they go out and swing a deal. And look, Michael Winger, the new ex- top executive there, he, he knew what the score was. He knew they had to move on from Bradley Beal. And we all knew, Dan, that 
the price for Bradley Beal was going to be pretty low, you know, for all the reasons we mentioned, the contract, the no trade clause, uh, the fact that he has not looked like the same player over the last couple of seasons that he was in that 2021 year where he averaged 30 plus points per game. Uh, all that said, they, they gave him away. Like they gave him away. Yeah. You know, what they got out of this deal was getting off that contract. And that made me wonder, like, was it absolutely necessary to deal Bradley Beal right now? Like they didn't get a first round pick back. So it's not like the draft was, you know, this, this deadline that they had for him. Um, it, to me, I, I thought maybe it would have been better to kind of play this thing out over the next couple of months and maybe even play this thing out into next season to see if the market opens up a little bit more and to see if Bradley Beal, because of a desire to get out of Washington, would have expanded his list of teams that he'd be willing to go to. I mean, over the last couple of weeks, the Wizards have been dealing like with basically four teams, maybe five, who Bradley Beal would have considered waiving his no trade clause. You go into next season and maybe Brad looking around going, like, I want to win something. This team might give me an opportunity. Let's add that team to the list. Or let's add that team to the list. Because right now, the only thing Washington got for Bradley Beal, really, tangibly, was the flexibility that comes with getting off uh, the final four years of that contract. And then Chris Paul, it's probably, I don't, I don't think he's uh, buying in Washington, D.C. I'm, I'm going to no, guess he doesn't even not, get to Washington, D.C. Well, yes. Um, there's going to be a lot of pressure. Look, the, the reason this deal is not official is because right now Washington and Phoenix are, are looking for that third team to facilitate Chris Paul. They're seeing if it's out there. I don't know that it is. It's complicated because of Chris Paul's salary. There are certainly teams that want him. Do they want him at the 30-ish million dollars that he'd be due to be paid next year? I don't know if there's an answer to that question, but that's why this deal is still in in kind of the the the, the stages where it's not officially done yet. Um, if it they can't find a third team, and this becomes a two-team deal, there will be pressure on the Wizards to just waive Chris Paul. Uh, I think that would be a mistake because if they waive Chris Paul, what do they gain from that? Like saving a few extra bucks because you don't have to give him the full amount of his contract. Does that really matter to Ted Leonsis at this stage? Uh, Chris Paul will want the freedom to choose a contender to go to this summer. I don't blame him for that. But if I'm Washington, why not bring him to training camp? Why not you know, bring him into the start of next season? For the exact same reasons I said the Wizards should have considered bringing Bradley Beal back. What do you have to lose? Like, you bring him in, maybe he comes in in phenomenal shape, maybe helps you win a few games in the first six weeks of the season, and then maybe a team's out there that goes, wow, Chris Paul can still play. Mm. Let's give you a protected first-round pick for him and a couple of expiring contracts to get you there. I, I just I just don't see the upside for Washington in in just letting Chris Paul go. I mean, I understand that teams like to do this to show they're player-friendly, to show that we'll work with you in situations like this, but... How often does that benefit teams in the long term? I mean, I I think Washington's got to be looking out for Washington in this situation. And if they think that bringing Chris Paul to camp might be able to get them an asset in December or January, they should do it. Talking to Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated senior NBA writer. I'll leave you with this. What are the chances Victor Wambayama isn't great? <laughs> I mean, 0.0001, I, I would say. It, 
you know, I, I've got a chance to watch a lot of his games this year on the NBA app. And and by the way, full credit to Victor Wembanyama in a basketball prospect landscape where guys play as few games as possible before they go into the NBA draft. Victor Wembanyama is out there like last week, you know, competing at the highest level in his league. Um, th- there's nothing he can't do, Dan. There's, I mean, he, he's not a high percentage three point shooter just yet, but I mean, he's a teenager who already shoots high 20s from three and you know, is going to develop that part of his game uh, and it's going to grow significantly over the next couple of years. Um, I, I just think within two or three years, we're going to be looking at a highly effective two-way player, and within three to five years, we might be looking at the most dominant player in the NBA. I, I just think his skill set is that diverse and... His ups, his ability to grow, like the, the, just the the parts of his game that can still develop, uh, I, I think he's just going to be really special. Thank you, Chris. You got it, Dan. That's Chris Mannix, senior writer for Sports Illustrated. By the way, make sure you sign up. Go to uh, danpatrick.com, Marvin's Cookout Playlist, courtesy of my plan from Verizon, where you get to pick what you want, when you want it on your phone plan. We thought, well, you can pick the Cookout Playlist for Friday. You got... Soft rock, yacht rock, hard rock, kid rock, any other rocks, Marv? Southern rock. Southern rock. Besides yeah. Leonard Skinner, what constitutes Southern rock? The Allman Brothers. Allman Brothers probably created Southern rock. Dwayne and Greg Allman probably created that. Uh, so, yeah, there are quite a few bands. Marshall Tucker band. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Daniels band. Devil went down to Georgia. And then Kid Rock. Kid Rock. I'm going to play Pitcher five times. That's a Kid Rock song with Cheryl Crow. Oh, okay. Right. I can't name you any other Kid, Kid Rock songs. Kid Rocking up and down your block. <laughs> Probably language-wise, you we couldn't play that, Marv. Could we? Maybe. No, no. Okay. No, no, we shouldn't. Uh, I saw this report from Mark Stein, NBA uh, reporter. Uh, he says that... Uh, not only have the Lakers not pieced together how Kyrie Irving would fit or how to make the cap space work for the rest of the roster, they, quote, do not plan to pursue Kyrie Irving in free agency at all. Okay. Uh, they shouldn't, but I'm uh, trying to figure out who. I guess the Suns were supposed to be interested in Kyrie. I mean, who knows nowadays? It's like, oh, you know, this team's interested. Okay. Wizards question? Yeah, exactly. Miami? Yes, Paul. I do have uh, a Victor Wembayana. How do, how do you pronounce it? Wembanyama? It's still Wembayama. Wembanyama? Wembayama. Oh, the N is silent. Wembayama. Okay. Victor's player comp. You want to play the Victor player comp game? I'm on a, NBA, a popular NBA draft website okay. for the draft. Mm-hmm. And this is a player comp that I haven't heard too many times before. Chad Holmgren. No. <laughs> Old player comp. Yes, Mark. But oh, it's easy. Stromile Swift. <laughs> wow. Not at all. Wow. Older, older, older. Older, older, older. It does say that he is really unique, and there aren't many player comps to even start with. George Gervin. Ralph Sampson. Uh. So much outside to in player, seven foot four. Well, see, I, I think they have a point, though. If Ralph Sampson didn't get injured... The skill set is similar. A 7-4 guy who starts outside then goes inside, can block shots, 
Yeah. Can shoot deep. Yeah. Ralph Sampson was a, a good shooter. Actually, one of the better three-point shooters on his team before he got injured. Well, he didn't take too many. No, not a lot, but percentage-wise. Nobody took a lot back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sean Bradley was like that, too. He was seven six, who could play outside, actually handled the ball, had good touch, block shots. I, I, the expectations for Victor Wambayama are going to be through the roof. And I think you got to caution. Well, I, I should say this to the people who are hyping him. If Kobe doesn't come in and, you know, turn the league on its ear and uh, Kevin Garnett and some of these other younger players, you know, you're, I would compare him to Kevin Garnett. Um, let him. Now he's playing against better competition because Garnett came out of high school, but when Bayama's been playing against pros. But I just think getting into the league, understanding the league. And you know he's got to he's got to use his body to his advantage, not have his body used to a disadvantage. Because guys are going to you know rough him up a little bit here. But he's coming in at, at very young. Now I know Luca came in, and I thought there's going to be a transition period. He had been playing against pros, and he looked like he had been playing against pros. He was ready for the contact, but Luca's a, a thick guy. You know he had the body to play in the NBA right away. Victor Wambayama doesn't. But you're going to go to the Spurs, uh, expectation level. You know, he's in a smaller market. You might get that uh, gradual ascent into being a playoff caliber team or maybe an all-star player himself. Uh, I'm just, I'm tempering my expectations. Yes, Mark. Opening night, Spurs at Lakers. The biggest hype player since? LeBron James. That's right. Is that what you're calling? It'll be opening night? Or do they wait until... Christmas? Christmas? Yeah. But isn't the NFL on Christmas this year and therefore the NBA? Or was that this past year? I don't know. Oh, I got to check it out. Yeah. When is Christmas this year? 25th. It's still. <laughs> thank you, Paulie. What day of the week is Christmas? Yeah. Smarty pants. <laughs> Uh, it's a it's a Monday. Christmas Day is a Monday this okay. year. Okay. Okay. And so you'll have Monday night football. <laughs> At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. 
So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.